0: back. Hi, this is it. This is the game review you've all been waiting for. This is the game this project was started for.
1: I have been on the edge of my seat, so ready to talk about this the whole time. You
0: paid for the whole seat, but you only needed the edge. We
1: are here today to talk about Quest 64. Quest 64. No other... There is no other RPG that I need in my life. Except for this one.
0: I cannot wait to hear Russ's personal history.
1: Um... So my personal history is different than it is for most of these games review that we review or talk about um simply because i never had a nintendo 64 so i missed all of the n64 rpgs the treasure trove that they were so i have never played this game before until we did this review so i only have you to blame i rented quest 64 once from a blockbuster
0: Could not get past the first boss. Then later, do you remember my college roommate, Daniel? Yes, I do. I stole a copy from him. Okay. Could not get past the first boss. And then Daniel died before I could return it. So I still own that copy. Yikes. Okay. And I've always wondered what existed past that first boss. Mm -hmm. Because I've never seen it. And that's why we're here today. So let's talk about... uh, I will point out, uh, because Russ made the joke, there are only two jrpgs on the nintendo 64 <laughs> and i've had people argue with me about that statement by putting out a list but that list is games with rpg elements we are talking strict constructed jrpgs it is paper mario mm. and quest 64 that's it that's and the entire I like library the duality
1: of that that it represents two totally different sides of a wonderful JRPG and, and Paper disaster. Mario. Yeah, yeah, and Paper Mario. Sure,
0: sure. So uh, we will move on to the rich story and the many detailed characters. powerful magical book is stolen your father goes to retrieve it when he doesn't come back you were sent to retrieve him must all the magic you can you the great hero brian must go forth and save the world this is the second game in a row we've had of your dad is an adventurer and lost please go find him
1: yeah we leave it up to teenagers a lot to go find their dad and to 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 accomplish things that their dad couldn't. A uh, seasoned warrior.
0: Actually Robotrek had that too, didn't it? It did. Yes. So Robotrek, Final Fantasy Legend 2, Trails in the Sky One yeah, are all a lot
1: of a lot of dads getting in trouble.
0: And Dragon Quest 3. Mm-hmm. Wow.
1: Also Dads Dads really need to get it together. Right? Think, hey dads, get it together. Don't rely on your sixteen year old to come save you. According to
0: how long to be, this game is 11.5 hours long, (laughs) making it the shortest game I think we've ever reviewed.
1: 11.5 hours is a little too long, if you ask me.
0: I beat this game in one sitting. Yeah. This game is shorter than Game Boy games, and I have a lot of opinion. You know what? I'm just... I'm going to put my general thesis about Quest 64 out here right sure. now. Here's what Quest 64 really feels like. Because there's a lot of big empty spaces in this game. Mhm. It's actually not a bad-looking game. For its, for its for its time.
1: For the N64 for right. its time. Right. The sure. look is the, sure. the, the
0: the look is fine. I think the graphics the the character models are actually better looking than Final Fantasy 7.
1: Well, yes. I mean, that's not a high bar.
0: I know, but the n64 versus the playstation one that's roughly the same time frame the character models here look decent i'm fine with the look of this game but there are a lot of wide open space where it's just like run down this road and just look at all this empty space here's what this game really feels like i feel like a team of dedicated game programmers put together the skeleton of a game They decided what we want to do is we want to put the game together A to B, or A to Z. So you could just run, you can go beat the boss, you can do all the sub-missions and everything. It is, they, they completed the bare bones of it. And then they looked around and said, okay, starting tomorrow we start putting in all the cool stuff. We put in the side quests, we put in... The equipment we put in, the kooky characters, we, we start putting all that stuff mm-hmm. in tomorrow. And in about another year, we will be ready to release an amazing game. And they went home. And then the janitor came in to clean up and <laughs> went, oh, well, I'll just release this game now. <laughs> That's what it feels like. It feels like I this is a skeleton of a game. It yeah. feels very incomplete. It feels minimalist. Very do you want to talk about
1: the characters in a baby's first RPG way? That's how it felt to me. It felt kind of patronizing in the same way that like Final Fantasy Mystic Quest felt. Yeah, there's Brian. There is Brian. And then there's oh god, what's her name? The one I was going to ask you cuz you're so wonderful with names, but the woman who's always just kind of there. Yeah. <laughs>
0: she follows you at every she, she's in every town before you get there and it turns out she's actually a henchman of the end boss yeah plot twist this character you're super invested in because you've seen them standing around disapprovingly <laughs> a couple of times uh turns out to be a mannequin created by the right end boss. yeah uh and you do find your dad
1: yeah so there's that true
0: and that's pretty much the characters that is pretty much it
1: yeah um Yeah, there's just, there's nothing to speak of. I was not, uh, not blown away by anything.
0: Yeah, no, this
1: is, well, let's, let's dig into the combat system. The combat, where it really shines is the combat system.
0: random encounters. It's invisible encounters on a map. What is kind of interesting is you're not transported to a combat screen. The combat does occur where you are standing when it's initiated, whatever that terrain is. You move around on a battle hexagon. You and one other opponent. Isn't it I, no, sorry, there are multiple opponents. There can be oh, multiple sorry. opponents, yeah. I, it's, I've, I've it's, n- <laughs> even stripped this game more down in my you, head.
1: But yes, you do get trapped in a battle hexagon when you run into an enemy, and then it's just a, such an exciting firework show of all the amazing spells that you can use. Enemies all use magic, and they only
0: use magic. Yeah. All of their attacks are magic-based. Do You have a physical attack. But the game strongly encourages you to use magic. Everybody misses a lot. There's a lot of missing in this game. Uh, Different spells have different attack ranges, but there's no indicator to show you what the range is. And so even if you do manage... like, you can miss by missing completely, or you can miss yeah. by, oh, I finally got figured it out. <laughs> like, two steps in front of me, that's where I'm going to drop the yeah. giant rock, and it missed. But
1: just my accuracy
0: misses. But the way the, the game transitions in and out of battles is pretty nice. The smoothness of, like, now a battle. Now you're just back to, like that's well done
1: you're really 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 reaching for something positive to say about this aren't you the transition between battles is smooth well it is because you're not transported to. (laughs) (laughs) you're not transported
0: to a battle screen
1: i would rather have been transported to a different game
0: and the camera does a good job of like swinging around to point you back to the direction you were walking which arcana didn't do
1: that is true. Arcana didn't do that. So we uh, got we got one up over Arcana. No matter how many enemies
0: you're fighting, the battle always goes. An enemy goes, then you go, then another enemy goes, then you go. So the more enemies there are, the more turns you get. Yeah. Which is interesting. You regain MP just by walking and at a pretty good rate. Which is another... The game wants you... If they're going
1: to force you to use the spells, that is a good... I will give you that one. That is a good system.
0: Uh, And this one actually took me a little while to learn. Mm -hmm. But from between the moment when an enemy casts a spell and the spell hits, which is only like a second... Yeah. You can move your character. Okay. And And that meant on rare occasions, I could actually like... They'd cast a lightning bolt. And I could actually move out of the way so yeah. the lightning bolt wouldn't hit me. It wasn't well implemented because it's like half a second. Yeah. But every now and again I was able to do it. And it was pretty cool. I think it would have been better if that had been more like anything else in this
1: game. If it had actually <laughs> yeah, been more Yeah, I didn't even realize that instituted. because I wasn't, uh, wasn't that invested in, in trying to survive.
0: <laughs> you weren't invested in surviving, right?
1: Yeah, that's the combat. And the system. spells are just so wonderful. You you use your your earth spell, and your level one earth spell is a small rock, boulder. Then your level two earth spell is a slightly bigger rock, and then your level three spell is a slightly bigger rock, and then your level four spell is a slightly bigger rock. Well, that's because you did the speed run. Such threats. dazzling, dazzling spell effect.
0: The, the speed run to power through Quest 64 says only invest in earth for attack and water for, yeah. for healing. And we'll talk a little bit more about the magic system. I disagree with your take on the magic system, but I think that's the way you used it. Yes. But uh, we'll cover it more in innovation. Magic is leveled up by you finding spirits hiding throughout the world. Uh, They're just little... They can be hiding anywhere, and there's just little bubbles, and when you get there, you can assign that spirit to one of the four elements. There are not enough elements in the game to max out... There are not enough spirits Spirits. in the game to max out all of the elements. So that, combined with the fact that the more spirits you have in, in the different elements, the more mixing and matching the spells do in theory yeah gives the game replayability it does not it, it no, no
1: no it doesn't
0: but there is more to it than a bigger rock a bigger rock a bigger rock <laughs> a um, bigger rock because like if you have earth at a certain level and fire at a certain level then you can open up a volcano or uh if earth and air can do lightning type spells some spells can be heat-seeking, some spells are areas of effect, some mm-hmm. spells are a direct line. There is... I actually uh, put in a cheat code to just, like, max out all the things so I could look... There's a ton of different magic spells in here. Uh, but there's not much point... That's it,
1: what I was yeah. going to say. The play, it, it, There's nothing to do with those spells if you're just fighting they just cause damage It's They're... the same boring battles regardless of whether you're using four different sizes of rock or if you're using lava or light although if or you can
0: cast the spell
1: that makes you temporarily immune to magic spells right that's that is the other speedrun strat and the secret is that they give you a spell that is it two turns or three turns it will make you I think it's immune three turns. to all magic and while that's all, all enemies do yeah do is use magic so that's the other cheat.
0: I did talk about uh, I do think the graphics are actually good. Visually I think it's the, I think the visuals are good.
1: Yeah, it's not it's not bad looking for thinking about like Super Mario 64 and Ocarina of Time and those games. It's not a bad looking game. It's just a bad playing game. You have very little control over the camera. It kind of moves around
0: as as it wants, but there is a way to center it behind you. But like when going through narrow corridors, it can be real frustrating trying to get the camera you, you will be walking and the camera will be working against you. You'll have no idea what's in front of you in some of these dungeons. There was one dungeon near the end. The dungeon is just a straight line. And then you transition to the next screen so and it's, it's Final a straight Fantasy line. Yes. Yeah. It is a series of straight lines. Yeah. Three times because of the camera moving as it wants to. I walked back out the entrance of that dungeon. (laughs) Three, I could not tell if I was going the right way. And three times, I ended up at the beginning of that dungeon again by accident. Uh, The game does try to make some cinematic views. And again, it's not a bad looking game. So the camera sweeps and pans a lot. Which again, not good for your orientation when you can't control it. The game world, the game feels like a big world. But it's also empty.
1: empty world, yeah.
0: Which goes back to my whole, I feel like they just, they didn't get around to implementing all the stuff they wanted to in all those huge, empty fields. There is a day-night cycle. It doesn't mean anything. (laughs) Enemies don't get stronger. NPCs don't change where they are in town. Nothing changes. It just, there's a day-night cycle. Inns and shops are free. You stay at an inn for free. Shops just give you free items and there is no new equipment at any point in the game. And it is invisible enemy encounters because God forbid you have anything to look at in this big, empty (laughs)
1: world. It's almost unsettling, the emptiness, I thought.
0: And here's the reason I never could get past the first boss. Death brings you back to the last inn you stayed at. And that's how the game wants you to grind, because like Final Fantasy II, the real Final Fantasy II, your character levels up stats by performing actions, although it's not as direct as you would think. Yeah. Hitting enemies with your staff, which is a weak attack, builds your HP. Yeah. Running around builds your agility, except I watched a guy online who basically rubber banded his controller. (laughs) And let it let the kid run in a circle in a town for eight hours. Uh-huh. It went up twenty seven points in eight hours. Eight hours. <laughs> the game is eleven hours long. <laughs> right. But the idea is, what you're supposed to do is, when you get to a boss, if the boss kicks your ass, that's fine. Don't reload. Just go do it again, because you keep your stat gains. Yeah, yeah. So the game's Mm. version of grinding is to just keep pushing forward until you move forward. Yeah. But that's very unintuitive. When I lose a boss battle, I feel like, all right, let me reload and try that again.
1: Yeah. The staff being connected to your HP is like a number one big gripe for me about the game because the game does not want you the game wants you to use magic at every opportunity but then by bonking things with your staff that's how you gain hp and that is the most terrible system for a game that is all about using magic
0: yeah i don't know if you can tell but our overall takeaway
1: is not very positive not great no um, and sometimes some of these games are redeemed in the music section <laughs> So let's go see how Quest 64 is not one of them. got the composer here russ do you want to say this gentleman's name so composer is masamichi amano amano i know where i know that name before it's not masamichi amano um but uh composer for final fantasy okay but it's not the same person Ah, no it's just the same name so Um,
0: he did music for a lot of anime series and video games none of which i've ever heard of but weirdly, I found out he did the soundtrack for the movie Django Unchained. <laughs> and I have to wonder what on earth led Quentin Tarantino to get this guy. My theory yeah. is that Quentin is secretly a big Quest 64 oh, fan. Oh, wouldn't that
1: be amazing? And if that's Tarantino what he's going to make as his final movie. Is just sitting around marathoning Quest 64. He's refining his speedrun strats. That's, oh, my that that fits in with my image the music is not good no it's not good it is just the most generic it is repetitive it is
0: midi music the the loops of sound that repeat are short yeah you're gonna hear that same do 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 about five million times because it starts up again after every battle yeah it's it's like the game. It feels
1: like a placeholder. Everything in this game
0: feels like a placeholder yeah. for something
1: better. I would like the inside scoop. I hope they do like a true story of the making of Quest 64. There is something interesting.
0: Oh, and you know what? Because I talked about my personal history. I know we're in music now, but I forgot to talk about the actual history of the game. So I'm going to throw this in here yeah. for people who suffered through our music reviews. It was actually developed in a Western studio called Imagineer before it was published by THQ in 1998. Then it was released in Japan in 1999. And the game was considered a financial success. (laughs) They started gearing up for a sequel. Yeah. Anyway.
1: I think... And from that sequel, they got the better version of the game.
0: (laughs) Which we'll address
1: in a minute. But first, let's talk about our final
0: thoughts for this game.
1: Well, my final thought should be pretty obvious, which is that this is the worst game arcana included played including arcana including shining force which is really a fine game i'm just not a fan of that series fantasy star Um, 2 this is fantasy star 2 fantasy star 2 has a legacy behind it that this game does not um fantasy star 2 led to better games and also has the original Aerith moment This this game just... Nothing. There's nothing. There's no redeeming qualities to this whatsoever. There's not enjoyable music. There's not interesting characters. There's not fun gameplay. There is nothing to this game. I guess the camera swivels behind you. And that's a pretty good thing, I guess, for this game. But um, I give this game... 0 spirits out of 0 0 earth. Oh, so it hit a max score then. It oh, 0 <laughs> It couldn't have done any better. I've been doing this all day. 0 out of 5. 0 earth spirits out of 5. I am actually going to
0: be less harsh to this game. Okay. It is extremely bland. Everything feels like a placeholder for something else. But while it is boring and empty, and short it's also pretty inoffensive to me it's not actively trying to upset me it's just such a passive experience i honestly i would be curious to see like a group of dedicated people could take this game and actually fill it with some good stuff i think this game could be transformed into something decent i think it would be possible to take this skeleton that we've got and actually put something good in here so i'm giving it a c minus it is not the worst game we've played because for me the worst games are the ones that i feel are personally attacking me and this thing was just it was a possum playing dead it was not attacking me it was not doing anything so russ if they want to play quest 64 don't that is
1: that is my suggestion is just don't
0: but if you do want to, you're gonna have to play it on a Nintendo 64. Yeah. But there is another option because it was a financial success. <laughs> they did a remake for the Game Boy Color called Quest Brian's Journey. Yes, which, which is
1: what I feel like I should
0: have played. By all game. accounts, is better. Yeah, even though it's a Game Boy Color game instead of a Quest instead of an N64 game. So what I've actually done, I have put quest brian's journey on our list of games to play don't expect it anytime soon it will be years before we get to it but we're not done with this because i still find myself strangely fascinated by the grand emptiness
1: that is (laughs) quest 64 i just i can't let it go yet that sounds like a cry for help but we'll get you the help that you need so uh
0: coming up next is one of our special nine game roundups where we're going to look back at the previous nine games that we have played a reminder to those of you at home we are talking about live a live grandia breath of fire 2 final fantasy V, final fantasy adventure robo trek final fantasy legend 3 dragon quest 3 and quest 64 quite a quite a motley crew there indeed we will see you guys there Bye. Home on
1: the RNG is a presentation of Mad Centaur Productions. You can find Jeff on YouTube.com slash Centaur Productions or on Twitter at Jeff Centaur. You can find Russ on Twitter at russmac 25 Thank you for listening. And remember, it's dangerous to go alone. Take this podcast with you.